You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just picturing the mullet, aren't you? Is that what yes. Dog, dog, that video was so... I got to watch the whole video. That mu- <laughs> That's the one thing that I... I think I've said this on the show before. It's the one thing I love about watching late 80s, early 90s wrestling on the WWE Network is like seeing the mullets in the crowd and the referee mullets. I didn't realize that mullets, especially in the South, because WCW was largely a Southern territory until it got popular with Goldberg and all that stuff. But like from the late 80s to about 94, 95, WCW was definitely like a, a an Atlanta territory. And if you watch old episodes of Monday Nitro through like maybe 99, there's still a nice mullet population going on. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when I started watching WCW as well as because I was always, you know, well, WWE now back then, WWF. I was always like I, I watched that from the time I was a little kid. Right. Like, yeah, um, maybe like was it early 90? Was it that early? I'm trying to think. Like how long? So, like, I remember we watched like, you know, so, I'm trying to. Maybe like 92, 93. I can't remember. Yep. that That's when I actually they put old um, episodes of WWF superstars on the network recently. And I realized that's when I that's when I fell in love with wrestling. Mm. So that's that's uh, who is that? That's when Ric Flair took the WCW title to WWF. That's like IRS. That's early Undertaker when he was like like legit, like a dead person. Um that's like maybe early Yokozuna. It's Bret Hart. It's when Luger's uh, um, a narcissist before he turns into like America guy. So like America Luger. It's America guy. Hogan left and Vince oh, was like, I need another America guy with the mullet. Oh man, he Luger had the like, he had the the thing on his elbow. Yes, he had the uh, the, <laughs> the steel the, plate the, or whatever. The steel plate. Yes. <laughs> So I'm looking up right now. I think I can exactly pinpoint when I started watching WCW because Hogan's first match, WCW, 94 Bash at the Beach. Correct. I think that was it. Okay. So you moved over with Hogan. Yeah. Okay. 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 He was, you know, like he was getting, I didn't realize this until I was an adult. He was getting booed during that time. Well, I mean, they put him against Ric Flair. Yeah, well, it was the it was the same way that people kind of felt about Cena, how he was just he was winning all the time and it just wasn't fun. That was happening with Hogan back then. I didn't realize that. Of course, I'm, I'm eight years old. It's kind of funny. Like I'm looking at this. They had the first bash at the beach in Orlando. Mm-hmm. There are no beaches in Orlando. Well, they used to. <laughs> yes, there is. Well, OK, it's never mind. It's in the outside middle of, of the state. It's outside of Orlando. Um. But no, after that, they had it like Daytona Beach or whatever. Yep. I definitely mm-hmm. saw this one where it was like actually on the beach in 95. Yeah, because they had some, um, I they did that. have some on the beach. And then they used to do, uh, they used to do a uh, road wild, hog wild, where they would go to Sturgis. And it would basically, instead of people were in the crowd, it would be a bunch of bikers on their bikes and they, they would surround the ring. This was like a heady time for me for wrestling because like, so 94, right? Start watching WCW, but then also... I moved to South Jersey, uh-huh. in, Jersey. The, in the fall of 94 and we had 
ECW on public access. Oh, so you watched ECW like in the early through the prime days. 94, 95, 96, 97, 100%. Wow. Oh, yeah. That was like you stay up, you come on at like 11 o'clock or 12 yep. o'clock at night, be on yep. local access, some weird station out of Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm hating. That's dope. That was, oh, man. So it was a good time to be a wrestling fan. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It's a really interesting time now. But yeah. Uh, Speaking of. Welcome, welcome everybody. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Welcome, <laughs> like radio speakers. Uh, I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all socials at Armand Wake Up. A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers handle, which is at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com is where you can find all previous 300 and some odd episodes of our show. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere except for SoundCloud, and you know why. Facebook, Instagram, the streets, the clubs, the schools, the churches, the the boardrooms, the blocks. We everywhere. Right, Doc? Yeah, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Follow me on Twitter if you want. Add Doc underscore BTS, not a Z. But like Armand said, just follow us everywhere. <laughs> follow us everywhere. You see, you, see, you see the black and yellow? No Wiz? Yeah, we was black and yellow before Wiz. Hold up. See, that's he listened all, to the show. Look at you trying to trying to get some bars out. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm in a silly mood. I think we have some really heavy things to talk about, so I need to get as many laughs out as possible. Uh, what's up, man? How are you? Oh man, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's a, it's been dreary and rainy here, like past couple days. So you know that that gets everyone. It's amazing. It gets like everybody's mood down. You know, like everyone's kind of like, eh, yeah. Eh, eh. but yeah. No man, things are good. I was in uh, I was in New Orleans last week uh, for Word. work. Uh, went to a Pelicans Hornets game because <laughs> I was able to sit in the lower level for thirty bucks on because thanks to StubHub. So I was like, yes, I'll do that. Okay, okay. Um, Did they win? Uh, Hornets won. Sorry, Pelicans. Okay. But I was there to root for Kemba Walker anyway. You know, UConn guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, it was amazing. Like you know. Even Kemba, right? Someone who's had a heck of a season, who's probably going to sign a nice big contract, but he's not. He's he might make an All NBA team, but he might not, right? He he might be third team, maybe. I don't know. It depends how you feel about the guards, but like he's he's clearly someone who's like All Star caliber, but not you know one of the best five players in the world or something, right? But it's so interesting when like the other team doesn't really have anybody of that caliber, and what I mean by that is he really played like. There used to be like an old school way that you would describe that. I always heard that you always wanted your point guard to play, right? Which is to sort of like set the pace, but not dominate for the first like 35, 40 minutes of the game. And then Mm -hmm. at the end of the game, if you need to just completely take over. Yes. So just due to like, you know, they were good shots, take or whatever. He had like nine points in the first quarter. And then I think he scored two points for the next two quarters. So it's like fourth quarter. He's only had 11 points, but he's been like, setting the pace and getting teammates involved. And then like with five minutes left, it was very clear. He flipped the switch and he said, we are not losing to the Pelicans on the road while we're trying to make the playoffs. And <laughs> they couldn't, they had no, they had absolutely no answer for him. Mm. It was, it was effortless. It was so effortless to watch. Um, I don't mm. think that if Charlotte makes the playoffs, I don't think they're going to surprise anybody in the East, but I, I walked away. I mean, obviously I was inclined to be like to like Kemba because, you know, he went to, he went to my alma mater and he led us to a national title, but, like 
it was just so effortless out there. Like they had, they just had no answer for him offensively. He just got mm. everywhere. Like, yeah, he got everywhere he wanted to on, on the court. Mm. Now, granted, you know, Pelicans decimated by injuries and other problems. So like, you know, it wasn't exactly playoff caliber atmosphere, but it was a good time, man. I enjoyed it. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. I still need to get to New Orleans. Uh, I want to, I want to travel to a few places that I can eat good. New Orleans. I hear Memphis is great. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, San Francisco has amazing food. Does it really? Oh my god. Okay. Do you, how, okay. how do you feel about bread? You like bread? Of, <laughs> of course. Who? Do, okay, hold on. If you don't like bread, hit us up at CRS Podcast <laughs> so I can block you. <laughs> no, As I'm a rule, no, seriously, like who doesn't like bread? Well, I don't typically eat. Like I don't typically eat a ton of bread. Um, sure. Okay, not a ton, but you can like bread and not eat a ton of it. Sure, but like when you, I'm telling you, when you. When you go to when you go to San Francisco, like you you better just prepare your prepare yourself. Maybe go through like a fast beforehand, some sort of juice cleanse, or I don't know what you have okay. to do because like the bread there is unbelievable. And like not just from bakeries, but like you go to some random place, get like a breakfast sandwich, and you bite into and you bite into it in the bread, and you're just like, oh my god! You're like this is like Marissa had that had that exact moment. We went out for breakfast one morning, and you know it was like an egg sandwich on this biscuit or whatever, and. She takes one bite. You ever you ever see someone when they eat something where it's just like it's transcendent? Yes. And they're just, and that's exactly what happened. I could see it happening in slow motion. She takes that first bite and it was just like, you know, the eye like you, you kind of eat slowly and you're just like you can't even you can't even talk. It's yes. amazing. Now the food food in San Francisco is great. If you like seafood, obviously you can get stuff right off the water there. Um, good, really good Mexican food. Great bread places. Yeah, highly recommend. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Chicago's got Chicago's got good food. Just you know, don't eat the deep dish pizza because that's that's a joke. Um. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was told not to go to Giordano's, and that's exactly what I based my uh, experience off of. It's a pizza casserole. It's fine. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I got a small, and I had one slice, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, and I paid like fifteen bucks for it. I'm good. No, thank you. Where else are you thinking about? Where else you or do you want to go for food? Uh, somewhere in Texas. Yeah, um, maybe Houston or something like that. Austin's got some. You can get a barbecue there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, How's the food in LA? I mean, food LA, in LA is like, really good. LA is huge, so it's like where in LA you're going to be. But yeah, I'm taking LA food over New York food for sure. That's interesting. New, yeah. I mean, New York is so big and so varied. Like, I don't even know what New York food is, but. I hear what you mean. Whatever I had, I didn't. <laughs> it was like, it was all right. It was cool. It was cool. But I remember specific foods that I got in LA. I mean, even, even down to like the uh, the horchata that I had, which is like a, like cinnamon milk. It was yeah, really, yeah. really good. Um, That's too sweet for me. It was, it was really sweet. I didn't finish it all, but it was really good. It was good. It was like, it tasted like warm, like cinnamon toast crunch milk. Yeah. After you've eaten the cereal and it's just that. It was really good. Um, let me think. I still want to go back to see I don't know if I'm gonna do Seattle for food, but I feel like Seattle's probably got some good some good food spots. I hope so. We're going there this summer, so hopefully it's got good food. Okay. They should. They should. Uh, I'm trying to think somewhere up east. Eh. I had my I had my cheese no the cheese steak I had in Philly. Remember when we went to that I had that show with with the uh, Tragic oh, yeah, Hero yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that they, they had that that cheesesteak spot um, around the corner. It was really really good. Uh, I don't know. 
few that spots. Was a Let long us know. Time ago, wasn't it? How long? That, that was, was that was fourteen. Wow, that was fourteen. Time is zooming, man. We're already it's almost tax season is almost up. Oh man, you you do your taxes yet? Yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm okay. good. I'm good. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's it's about to be a uh, Memorial Day before you know it, and then some summer's here. Summer on Smash. <laughs> Swizzy. Um Yeah. All right. Uh what else is going on, man? Uh so we were talking about wrestling at the start of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So WrestleMania was this weekend. Um it's just become like Comic Con for wrestling fans. So what, what do you mean by that? Um so traditionally all of the wrestling fans all over the world uh come to this one central area. And so you have the big event, which is WrestleMania, which now you have to do at major stadiums because they, I think they reported 82,000 uh, was at MetLife. Um, that number is probably a smidge embellished. So it's probably closer to like 70 to 75. I mean, they have a long history of embellishing. Yes. Um, like even WrestleMania three, but they said 93,000 in the Silver Dome. It was actually like like 60,000 or the famous uh, 97 rumble where they got like over a hundred thousand people, but over half of the tickets were comped or something like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they'll, they'll embellish for, for a stat. Um, but typically other promotions will be in the area and will also run shows. Uh, Wale has been throwing something called Wale mania where you basically merge hip hop and wrestling. Um, the uh, New Japan and ROH, which are maybe maybe top five promotions in the in the world, they did something in Madison Square Garden. WWE tried to block it, but Madison Square Garden was like, "Uh, no, because you guys do events at the Barclays and y'all don't really use MSG like that anymore. So we're gonna let other other uh, promotions come in and run here. So that right. was a big deal. Um, and the thing about Mania was well, there was two major. Two major things that happened and a bunch of major stuff over the weekend. Um, the the two major things that happened at Mania was that women main evented for the first time. Um, and then uh, a black man won the world title, which is it's the WWE Championship. People try to say that there's a difference. I don't really say there's a difference. So, for example, they'll say, well... Mark Henry, when he won in 2009, 2008 or something like that, that wasn't the WWF title. And Vince has never let a guy hold the major title. But this is the first time a black guy's held the major title outside of The Rock. And people are saying The Rock didn't claim to be black, though he did. And yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. These are people who still think the Attitude Era is the best era in wrestling and it's not. Um, but that was a really, really big deal. It, 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 Vince told the story really, really well. Um, and I got, I got choked up. It was a really, really good moment, especially with the week that has been to sort of culminate with that. It was really, really good. It was really dope. Um, a weird fan tried to run in a ring and 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 attack Bret Hart and got beat up by a bunch of wrestlers. That was crazy. Um, yeah, it was just it was overall it was a, the the event itself was really good. It's just long, and I think I say this every year. Pre-show starts at four. The main event ended at twelve thirty. So it's eight hours of straight wrestling. That's a lot. Coming off of Friday, there's an event. Saturday, there's an event. Monday, there's an event. And tonight, they're holding SmackDown. That's a lot of wrestling. It's a whole lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how. I don't, but the thing is, is you have such a robust roster. Like you kind of got to give everybody get everybody in because you've got a lot of superstars that people, if they're paying, I mean, God, uh, Westside Gun. 
Instagrammed how much his front row, row seats were. They were thirteen thousand dollars. If I'm paying thirteen thousand dollars, I probably want to see everybody. Right. Um, so it's it's a problem that they're gonna have to figure out. Do you make it a two day event? Like, what do you do? Yeah, a two day event would be interesting, right? Like, you could turn it almost to like the equivalent of like NBA All Star Weekend. Mm hmm. Do some and, stuff the night before. Yeah. Yeah. Or um. And, yeah. Like that could work. And they and they kinda and they kinda do that um with NXT, which is like their minor league, which would actually be their third brand. Um they run that on they used to run it on Saturdays, now they run it on Friday. And that's that has for the last few years been just as good, if not better, than Mania. Um but to split it up maybe and that if you know, maybe you have the the Kofi match on a Saturday and you have the women on Sunday or something like that as you spread you space out your main events. I don't know. So, as a wrestling fan overall, were you satisfied with how the weekend went for wrestling, or what are you feeling? How are you feeling right now? Um, wrestling's in a really interesting place. It just reminds me a lot of where music is right now, where there's a lot of, you know, Vince was the first guy to pull pay per views and go straight to a network. Mm. Um, so, and now you've got UFC doing it with with ESPN Plus. You've got boxing doing it with uh, with Dazen. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunity for people to try to like figure stuff out. Um, a lot of people are waiting. A lot of people think that Vince's style and his approach to the product is dated. And I would tend to agree with that. There's a lot of good things that they could be doing, but they're not um, in terms of storylines, in terms of, you know, how, like who the people want to um, to see who are your top guys, who you can make money off of. There's really the biggest thing is the disconnect between their farm system and 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 Raw and SmackDown. So NXT is their farm system. NXT is a pro wrestling show. So you might have characters that are crazy, and if you watch wrestling traditionally, you know that wrestling has crazy characters, right? Um, so they're able to like tell these outlandish stories and you kind of can suspend reality because you're catering to a very centralized audience. But then when you call them up to the main roster, it's not about this centralized audience. It's about this billion dollar product that you have to sell to investors, to advertisers, to networks, to all this stuff. And it's hard to figure out. They haven't figured that out yet. So somebody comes up and so there's somebody like a Bray Wyatt who's kind of like a, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, he's like a cult leader. That doesn't really bode well on the main roster or somebody like a, or somebody like a Bailey who's like, she's like a, ch she's like a child trapped in an adult's body. And I don't mean like child is in like ignorant. I mean, the child is very innocent and she's like money. Like you just stick her in front of a bunch of little girls. She's very colorful. She's happy. And they just, they just destroyed her. It just, and that, that I think I've said this on the show before where you just have, you know, like what kind of representation do you have writing your product? Like, do you have a bunch of like middle-aged white men or just white men period writing for women? Do you have a bunch of old white guys writing for black people, for Asians, for, you know, Spanish people, like how are Latin people? How does that work? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have people 
more than just one person, your token or your one guy and all his ideas might get might still have to go through a gauntlet of people who have always been there. And the representation is there physically, but like storylines that 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 particular demographic can relate to don't necessarily connect. So they're they're trying to figure it out in some ways they are. And in some ways it's, you know, business as usual. So people are actually waiting on Vince to officially take over the XFL and hand the reins over to Triple H because Triple H is in charge of the farm system. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, a couple of other guys. um, And they people love NXT. They love the farm system and they hate the main roster product. So they're hoping that how they treat the main roster or how they treat the farm system is how they're going to treat the main roster product. And I think there we'll see more of that. But I think there's they still have to worry about making money because that's what it comes down to. Can you make money off of pro wrestling in 2019? So you had talked about um, how, you know, they were they've been pretty, I won't say early to streaming, but maybe in terms of um, we'll call it professional sports entertainment. Right. In terms of that sort of class of things. They were pretty early to, to streaming with the WWE network. Um, I think when we've previously talked about this, we had sort of talked about like, you know, are they, how are they going to use having their own network? Right. So uh, you're obviously a subscriber, right? Um, you, for now. For now. Right. So for now. Um, so, you know, I'm assuming you get, I mean, I actually, I admit, I don't really know. I mean, I know you get some of the event, you get some of the events. Do you get, I mean, do you get everything? Like, is that where you watch? Raw, SmackDown, all that stuff? Or no. So is Raw, it, SmackDown. Is it supplementary? So Raw and SmackDown are still on USA Network. They've actually just recently cut a huge deal with Fox. So Fox Sports is about to get, uh, I think Fox Sports is getting Raw and I think Fox is getting SmackDown. And they're about to make SmackDown like the A show because it'll be a bigger audience. Like this is what Fox wants. Um, and then after two weeks, you can watch the episodes of raw on the network other than that all your pay-per-views all your original content all your network specials all of your old like tv pay-per-view whatever they have live tape and stuff like that all that's on the network yeah so that that sounds like they're like still halfway there right because i don't know for someone like me who has gone all the way towards streaming like i mean if i i don't have regular cable if I if I watch stuff that's on cable, it's because I'm using someone's login. <laughs> like, right. just I'm willing, like for some of the stuff, I'd be like, I'm willing to pay money. Just give me the big baller package. Just do it. Yes. Figure out what the cost is. But they're still, I mean, and I get what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to, they're trying to make streaming work, but they're also trying to get, maybe not the last gas, but they want to get what they can out of major networks while they're still in a, in a, in a place to spend a lot of money. Like, I get that. But seems weird to me that they can't put together like a, I don't know what the price would be, right? Is it 20 bucks a month? I don't know what it is. But to say, oh, you want everything? You want, you know, WWE plus? Cool. Well, we're going to charge you for it, but you get everything, you know? Yeah. There's been a there's been rumors that they're about to change the tier similar to what Netflix just did, where they've got a basic tier. Um, I think the pricing from what I heard is going to be, like eight ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, and fifteen bucks. And with the fifteen bucks, you get everything, everything. But I guess my question is, if I'm going to pay an extra five dollars a month, does everything include live episodes of Raw and SmackDown? Probably not. If they're going to, if they've got this deal with Fox Sports that they now have to create content for them, um, I would prefer that. Again, as somebody who also doesn't have cable and has, you know, family members' logins and stuff right, like right, that. Right. Like, you know, how does that, how does that work? Because I prefer it. I prefer sure. that all day. 
um, but they haven't figured they haven't figured that out yet. Um, and I don't I don't I don't think that they will. I don't mm. I don't well <clears throat> I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say I, because Vince jumped out the window and did the network like long before it was like time. And I would say before it was time, but he was the first to do it. He could be the first one to completely move his product to a streaming based system solely relying on streams and, and the audience. But who knows? What does it take for them to get there? I mean, the fact they just signed this deal with Fox tells me they're not there yet. I think that, you know, maybe the next time around, maybe, right? Yes. Um, or, I mean, who knows, right? If they end up doing, you know, really good numbers with Fox, you could see their next, the next time around. Maybe they go try to like shop to Amazon or somebody like that to really right. like switch things up. But right. it's the same problem as like the NBA, right? Where it's like, League Pass is cool. But like, there's some big holes in League Pass, and that's called mm. all the stuff that's on regular TV. Oh, and by yes. the way, um, if you have a local market team, you're never watching them on League Pass, right? And that's one of those things where it's like, again, just give me the tears, like, yeah. give it, you know, give me everything, right? Like, you know, I want to see every game all the time, whenever I want. Are the playoffs on? Are there multiple games on? Cool. I want the red zone view. I want, you know, I want it, like, let me do everything and charge a big dollar. Like, and there are some people who will pay it. They could, you'd almost like, they'd almost have to start where it's like so stupid expensive that only rich people and super fans are going to buy it. That's fine. You're leaving money on the table, basically, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? They yeah. could, if they put together the big baller package, like they could charge, I don't know, twice, three times what they're paying right now. And there are some people who would pay that just for the ability to get everything all the time. You know, I could also see a world where, you know, especially because regular TV is not going towards 4K in terms of sports really at all yet. Right. I could see a world where maybe if, maybe it's WWE, uh, maybe it's NBA, who knows if they, you know, they want to start getting into 4K and differentiating themselves that way. They could be like, hey, if you pay for the crazy plus edition of our service and you have 4K TV, you can watch, you know, select big market games in 4k plus the playoffs or whatever you know if you got a 4k tv you got to think about that absolutely recently purchasing a 4k tv is like i feel away when i'm watching something and it's not 4k or even like looks like it could be 4k right we had a we had a moment this past weekend where the tv we have upstairs in my wife's office was kind of mal we, we thought it was malfunctioning turns out we just had to you know reset the apple tv and it was fine but for a moment there i was like hmm would <laughs> Is it I, time? I was like well i was like because we have a 55 downstairs and we have a 40 upstairs i was like are we really going to try to put a 55 inch in my wife's office but am i really just going to go buy a new 40 inch tv no no what i'm going to do is i'm going to take the 55 from downstairs move it up and finally yep. get the oled that i've had my eyes on but um yep but again like yeah you know, 4K for sports, maybe going direct to consumers is the way is the way that works, right? And maybe WWE has a chance to do that. I don't know. WWE has some, you know, they might not want 4K though. Like, I, because they're putting on, you know, it's, yes, it's athletics. Yes, it's, I'm not, I'm not even getting the, like, is it a sport or not? But like, it is a product in a way that even like professional sports is not a product. You know what I mean? So like, they'd have to, in 4K, you're only going to see more of the details. So, correct. Some stuff has to be even more on point. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. They uh, when they moved to HD cameras, you could see who was getting like who was getting makeup. For sure. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, the, the mid 2000s were definitely a transition. <laughs> like yes. as everybody made the transition to HD, you're like, oh, 
Yes. What are you doing? Yes. There was a lot. Um, speaking of other people's passwords, I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, Xfinity. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Clock Radio Speaking, I'm just kidding. Uh, what's up no, with Xfinity? D- dog. So my dad was in town uh, last week. So hanging out with my dad, kind of telling my situation like, hey, you know, he told me that he just tra- transferred over from DirecTV. He wants to, you know, whatever, whatever. He went to Xfinity. He was thinking about cutting the cord. He's asking me questions about that. I said, hey, in the meantime, can I get your login for your Xfinity? For your Xfinity? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, sure. So he sends me the login. Yeah. I, lo- I log in. I can't. Okay, they don't have the Xfinity app is not for Apple TV. But fortunately, like the TCL is a Roku TV. So Roku's already installed. So I like put the app was available on Roku. So I install it. Everything is good. And then what happens? Because I don't have Xfinity Wi-Fi, I can't use Xfinity, the app, mm. the TV. Like that's how they're cutting people from. Oh wow! From sharing passwords. I was hot. But oh, you could so probably mad. still use that login on individual. App. You know, individual apps will like ask to like authorize. Yes. So um, it's on my ESPN Plus. Right. 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 So that that helped. I don't have any. I don't think I have any other individual apps that. Oh, we've Maybe, got them all. We've got like TNT, TVS. We got all the things. Oh, all those have apps, and that's how you do. Oh yeah, on Apple TV. Yeah, I got all of them. Log in with that Xfinity oh. password. You get all like so you can watch the playoffs, like all that. Oh my man! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So while we do this episode of Clock Radio Speakers, I'm just about to put everything on my iPad and my Apple TV. Yeah, man. great. Thanks. All right. Um, All right. I love how we ended up talking for like a half hour about WrestleMania. (laughs) Which is why I don't even know why you're like, yeah, we're going to talk about this for two seconds. Doc, no, we're not. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about some new music. Okay. Your man, Anderson Pac, put out a single. Yes, he did. With Smokey Robinson, but not really. Man. Why do artists do this? So it's a Smokey Robinson sample. Yes. So like, why say featuring Smokey Robinson? Who's being fooled? I mean, we were until we heard the record. Well, right, because you know it's 2019, and we're like anything is possible. But like, I mean, remember Otis? <laughs> Was oh right, right? Otis had featuring Otis. Man, shut up! <laughs> he's not on the record. The only thing I, he's dead. The only thing I can think of is like, if if it's a case where you negotiate something kind of like it's part of the negotiation for clearing the sample. Yeah. But you'd think you'd have to pay more for that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Because if you don't know any better and you're just a casual fan and you're like Anderson Pac, you're like, oh, maybe I've heard that. You're like featuring Smokey Robinson and you, you're going to play it. Um, yeah. Yeah. man, Yeah. 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 I guess does that. I mean, I guess featuring Smokey Robinson gets people. It got me to it got me to be interested because my I'm already not a fan of Anderson Pac. I think he's talented, but I just don't. I'm not crazy about his music. Mm. But. Hey, Anderson Pox, Smokey Robinson, produced by The Alchemist. Made me kind of perk up a little bit. Yeah. And it was fine. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a good record. It's a good record. It, it's very clear to me that like whatever he was doing with Dre was a very particular sound. And that these Absolutely. are the records that that Dre was not involved in. And so <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm getting the feeling, you know, considering that he moved so quickly to this and didn't really push anything else off that that album with Dre that, you know. I'm sure he's like in person. He's like, "Oh, thank you so much." You know, it's all like it's all good. Like, but he's very clear. Like, no, like we're <laughs> we're not doing that again. 
Yeah, that was clearly a Dr. Dre thing. Right. Um, speaking of new singles, uh, another another new song from uh, your man Schoolboy with Travis Scott called Chopsticks. Yeah. It's kind of boring. Very much so. It, I mean, <laughs> can it, I just say like what, a lot of Travis Scott features are boring. Yeah, uh, sure. I think actually, who produced that? I should look that up. I don't even know who produced it. Um, like it, it just feels like it feels like Travis Scott has a bunch of, um, uh, oh god, what do we stimulus package records? Oh, that's yeah, that's what I was sort of gonna say. Uh, it's, wait, DJ Dahi produced Chopsticks. Boy, hmm. that just doesn't sound like Dahi really at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know. Um, do I really want to hear Travis Scott singing about how chopsticks are like a woman's or like a woman's legs? No, no, I don't. <sighs> Listen, we go, we go get into misogyny and morality and yeah, we go talk about that today. I'm, I'm just saying like, <sighs> I'm good. I'm good. Like schoolboy, you know, I don't know. We talk, we, we have this ongoing conversation on the show, right? About how, how important are singles in this day mm-hmm. and age? Mm-hmm. But like Schoolboy stru- has always struck me as somebody, and I'm gonna go to this list to make sure I'm not crazy. He always has singles. <sighs> Does he? We're gonna we're gonna look at it right now. Hold on. Yeah, because there's right. there's two that immediately come to mind. But what are the other ones? Hands on the wheel, collard green, man of the year, studio, hell of a night, <laughs> that part. Time out. Yeah. Okay, that part. Time out. Hands on the wheel was not a single, was it? Yeah. Like they serviced that to radio. There was a video. That's a song about. It's okay. it's a fantastic song. So it's a fantastic sample. It's a great. I I like. Oh man, that's twenty. That's two thousand twelve ASAP though. That's it's right in that pocket. Yeah. Okay, but like collard greens, man of the year, studio, mm-hmm. hell of a night. He had those are four like pretty good like successful singles from one album for him. Sure. Right, he had off the la- off blank face. You know, he had that part, which really got way more life out of it than I thought it would have. Um, and now, you know, num num juice, which I'm like, meh, mm. and chopsticks, which num mm. num juice I saw was getting to me. It was getting a lot of positive feedback. It, it is. I'm just not really feeling. <laughs> it's eh. it just it just sounds again like I have to ask people like what. Like what's good in this era, and I'm not even saying it like everything is terrible, but like to me, it's a lot of it is so repetitive that it's like okay, so like what's what's the difference between this and you know this Yachty record that you think is terrible? Mm. It's it's a <clears throat> lot of music for playlists, right? It's just music that there. It feels like they're just counting on it being in some Spotify playlists, and it's gonna get some you know it's gonna get some play that way. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, I mean, maybe that's the true, like, l- thing for singles now. It's funny, like, it's been such a slow, like, couple months. There are artists who put out albums at the end of 2018, and the singles off those have really had a chance to, like, live for a long time on, you know, uh, Spotify and Apple Music both have a couple of different, like, playlists that are essentially collections of, like, here's, like, the top, like, hip-hop songs that people are listening to, or here's what's brand new and stuff like that. And typically that, those playlists see a lot of turnover. Right, mm-hmm. because new music's always coming out, and it's a good way to sort of get a temperature for like what's out. But there have been songs that have like been hanging out on that for a long time, just because there's like not a lot new that's come out to to like move anything. You know, I, there are two two songs that come to mind. Really, there's um, 
Going Bad, Drake and uh, Meek, mm-hmm. which was just certified double platinum. Now, this is the era of streaming. That doesn't mean the same thing it used to. But, like, that song had a way longer life just because, like, nothing else is really, like, you know, it's not like there's a ton of stuff coming out. And the other one that comes to mind is um, uh, 21 and uh, J. Cole a lot. Right? Like, that's another yeah. song. Came out and just has this really long life just because, like, I don't know, not a ton right now. So, artists who came out, like, you know, late November or anytime in December, turns out that was a really good time to come out because January through, well, basically now have been, you know, not a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything. I, and it's, and it's kind of the thing like where, because, so basically you're saying because a record like going bad, which is lingering around on all these playlists because we're in a playlist era and because there wasn't new music to necessarily knock it out. That yeah. people were just, streaming it and streaming it and streaming it and streaming it i mean i hear it on the radio now yeah um but like you know being getting played on the radio is not what it was well right just like it's so hard like now to compare you know if you compare like where a song charted versus where like a song might have charted five years ago you it's Mm -hmm. you can't even you might as well they should really almost have like just every like listing on billboard or wikipedia or whatever just draw like a line like at this point we change the chart rules because it's just it's just totally different. Ooh. Do we want to have that conversation right now? What what conversation is that? About the charts and rules. I mean, we're I mean, we're I mean. Do you want to go talk about your man? We might as well. <sighs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Man. Don't literally tell my heart. Literally riding to the rescue. <laughs> this is now a country music podcast. I don't know if y'all are no. Um Yeah, so last week we talked about Lil Nas X. And Old Town Road, yeah, and the the hubba blue that was uh, that was brought up, <laughs> yes, uh, because Billboard was like, nah, it's not really a country record. Um, and so since we last spoke a week ago, um, Billy Ray Cyrus uh, came to Lil Nas X's defense. They got in a studio, and they uh, they made a remix to Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is currently the number one song on iTunes. And as of uh, this week, the charts that are coming out next, uh, Old Town Road will be the number one song in the country. That's crazy. 2019, man. Um, apparently Lil Nas X has been trying to get Billy Ray on the remix for a while, but uh, Columbia Records signed him in uh, late March. Um, and so I'm guessing, you know, before when it was just him, you know, with with a song that, got love on on tiktok and was you know based off of a meme basically um it was hard to get billy ray's attention but you know once you start getting written up in billboard and when you've got columbia records who can you know make some phone calls i'm guessing that's smooth that 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 made that connection you know but um oh man what a time to be alive (laughs) yeah um i have so many thoughts about this let's just let's just dive through them um, let me say this. Um, this is an enjoyable song. It's so weird. It's so dumb. And yet, that hook is really catchy. Yeah, it's, it's catchy. like It's super catchy. It's, mm-hmm. this is going to sound crazy to say. Like, I mean, so first of all, I think we should have this conversation. Like, are we considering this a hip-hop song? I I, I kind of want to for two reasons. Number one, those are, those are okay. definitely hip-hop drums. Number two. Absolutely. He sampled that, that guitar is a sample. It's it's um 
nine inch nail sample. Um, and then number three, your man, Billy Ray Cyrus is punching in on his verse. (laughs) Like he's Cormega on a mob deep record. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you, can you think of a good Cormega record? Where he's punching in? Yeah. What's your poison with mob deep? It's the quintessential. He, He can barely keep up. It's great. All right, hold on. So I'm going to play this for people who don't understand what Doc means by Cormega <laughs> punching in. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. <sighs> all right, so you got to jump first ahead. First of all. I know, that beat is ridiculous. First of all, <laughs> Prodigy's uh, insults are underrated. <laughs> <laughs> prodigy insults over ominous havoc beats yes i'm already like 70 percent of the way there that's fine hey, hey call he's calling people jerk i can't really repeat most of them well, he called yeah. him a jerk like yeah okay uh let's find call face kill up straight blunt we want to because we have to kick a dazzle you can't serve for when a jack whatever you can't back up there we go i'm still the pill how you want it best ski the straight blunt okay so okay do you want to explain to them just in case they they can't hear what like what punching in is sure so um an underrated aspect of being a rapper is breath control yes especially when you perform live um, but if you are a rapper who raps in a certain way, and you can hear Cormega. He raps in a very much a breathless style, right? Mm-hmm. Where like he is very clearly like he is not trying to find a spot in his flow or his delivery or pockets in between bars to take a breath in of any kind. And sometimes he does, and you can hear the <gasps> you can actually hear him breathe in. <laughs> he has a very breathless yes. style, right? And so yes. the way to get around that in the studio is you say your two or four you know bars, and then. You record that and okay, that's great. The engineer records that. Then you go in and you record your next four bars. But in order to make them transition, you have to like, it's called punching in because you're literally like punching it into like the verse to make it fit. But there's a very notable like gap. Like you couldn't, there's no, it's almost as though he doesn't need to breathe is basically kind of what it sounds like. Um, There are various ways to, you want to jump in? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There are various ways to try to counteract that, right? You can... Um, and this is what they do on Old Town Road. They're kind of like fading in Billy's like different parts. Um, Billy Ray's trying to almost rap on that, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Billy Ray doesn't know anything about breath control for rapping. So I'm not surprised they did it. But it was just so obvious to me that he, the way he did that is he recorded like two lines, thought about it, recorded another two lines, thought about it, recorded another two lines, and then had the engineer stack them. Boom, 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 boom. So basically what you're saying is he's Jay-Z and he doesn't write his lyrics down. That's exactly what I'm saying. Got um, it. Okay. <laughs> so, so there, yeah, an, another another point, just another point about uh, punching in is you can hear a, a very slight overlap. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like he's still saying the end of his word, and then he's starting a whole new sentence while he's finishing the word. That's usually how you can tell. And right. Cormega's just infamous for for knowing for knowing that or for doing that. Anyway, I think he gets like. I don't know, two bars before punching in at some points during that Cormega verse, which is, I mean, I love, I love 98, 99 Cormega, but it's pretty obvious there. Um, I think Big Pun was punching in on Yeah Baby, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yes. So I think Again, at that time he was like, was he like six hundred pounds or something? He was he was pretty big, but the yeah, you know breath con- you know as he as he got larger, breath control as you might imagine became a bit of a problem. Correct. Um. So like, you know, I I don't know if you know because at some point they're going to perform the song live, right? It's too popular to not. Um. So I guess Billy Ray will have to figure it out, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, I'm sort of surprised. I haven't seen this yet. Maybe it'll happen. Like, how has how has a late night show like the Tonight Show or whatever? How have they not tried to book them to perform this yet? Um, I yeah yeah, it's coming. It's I mean, coming. His his I didn't do boy I didn't do it boy run is coming. <laughs> I think part of it is um like he hasn't been making music for that long, so like I don't even know if he's ever performed live, right? And you know, maybe you don't want that na- that first uh, performance to be on national TV. Do you remember when that happened to Cassie? Oh man, Cassie! Wow. Yeah, so me and you blew up. Yeah, and everybody was dying for her to perform that record live, particularly on 106 and Park. And she did it, and I think it was her first time performing. Oof. And she infamously bombed, and that was kind of the end of her career. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. I mean, man, that's that's doubly tough for uh, but that's a female tough. R&B, that's for a female R and B artist, right? Where there's an expectation of like performance, or you're going to dance, yep. or you're going to do X, yep. Y, and Z. Whereas, like, yep. he just has to sit up there. I don't even know what he's going to do because, like, it's a sampled guitar. And ra- I mean, yeah, you could. You, I mean, you could. It's okay. So if he does, if he does Fallon, he gets to cheat because he has the roots. But I mean, you can get a guy to replay that. You can get a band oh, to you for know, sure. play that live, or if, even if not, like you could just get a fake band. Just get just, just play get the Billy record. Like there. he has to. He's got to ham the country up. Is essentially what I'm saying. Like he can't, or can he? He can't just do this with just him and a DJ and a cowboy hat. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And and it's, what's interesting is is I I've, I follow I follow one person in particular who consistently likes his his tweets so they're always on my timeline he genuinely looks shocked yeah like his tweets are like really dear in the headlights like yo this is really happening i mean this is the this is w- like the era of i mean there's there's been you know we've had like look I, i'm not saying this guy won't be a one-hit wonder but like the odds are that he would be a one-hit wonder right um we'll see maybe he's got a long career ahead of him i'd love you know he clearly has, at the very least, either he has a willingness to try anything or he has an ear for stuff that sounds different. Either way, but either one of those things will, will like lend him well in 2019 in hip-hop, right? Um, does he have another one of these in him? I mean, who knows, right? He's going to ride this for a little while, no pun intended. Um, but <laughs> Until he can't no more. <laughs> can't no more. <laughs> um, but... Um, Oh, I've totally lost the point I was going to say because we were making sorry. jokes about uh, horses. Um, sorry, that's okay. Um, and guitars, <laughs> and the guitar. Yeah. Um, oh, so I was talking about like you know his longevity or, or you know or whatever else. Um, oh, and how, you know, and you because you, you were talking about how um, how he's sort of surprised by by all this, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that yeah, like we're now you know there's just such a perfect storm for you know. The fact that you can um, you can start to chart based off of memes, basically, right? Yeah. And how that can plant that can provide an entry into like this wider world of music that otherwise wouldn't exist, you know. Um, 
music's in a weird place right now. Hip hop music's in a crazy, it's just in a weird place right now. Totally. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like this is going to sound, I mean, this is, is this like the most memorable hip hop song of the year so far? It It's number one in the country. <laughs> yeah. That's not really saying much because nothing's really come out. Yeah. I mean, you know, who's cool. I mean, sort of quietly, at least on the hip hop side for us, it seems quiet on the pop side. I don't know how quiet it is. Probably not quiet at all. Like, at least from the hip hop point of view, quietly Ariana Grande has been running it this year. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I put, I was putting gas in my car today and, you know, now they have the, like the TVs and stuff and they show, okay, what was the number one movie in America? The number one song, the number one book or whatever. It's still seven rings. Oh yeah. I mean, Old Town Road, like the song that took off being number one was seven rings. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, she, uh, Ariana Grande is having a Drake 2018 type of year right now. Yeah. She's just yeah. number one everywhere, always. And the and the uh, the 2 Chains record has been serviced to radio, so I see that that'll probably uh, grow a little bit. Um, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Billboard hip hop charts, because we're going to talk about those in a second. I'm just looking at whether any records who, uh, that, had any sort of had the same impact that old town road has um you could you could i don't think this post malone and sway lee record has i haven't i i literally have not heard anything about that record other than oh it's the number one record in the country is it really with the song from uh, spider-verse yeah uh yeah well, number mean, one record the number one hip-hop record i'm sorry right but i haven't heard anything about it uh the cardi b and bruno record nah with that yeah middle child no uh blue face no mcmillan I mean, drake is number seven i mean blue face might be as crazy as that sounds that might be the um like the other sort of notable song this year yeah yeah he's gonna need to come out with something though oh blue face yeah <laughs> you, you mean you don't think that he can ride this forever <laughs> of course not um yeah so that's some that that spider-verse record has definitely had like a long life um oh yeah so billboard is counting old town road on the hip-hop charts well that makes sense mm-hmm. i guess um i mean sicko mode is still in the top 10 bruh yeah yeah i mean i'm looking at what's on here and it's like i mean it's that that city girls record is kind of like slowly been percolating percolating <laughs> you don't you don't like uh don't need no hateration holleration in this dancery let's get it percolating <laughs> oh man that was good uh yeah pretty much i mean it's been quiet so you know at yeah. least right now yeah Lots of this is uh this is the move apparently yep yep yeah this um crazy. <laughs> i'm just like all these nipsey records this is just crazy well, you know, because uh, I, I mean, we, we'll talk about him, you know, later on. But um, his album is re- his album reemerged back at number two. Yep, that was overall, right? Yeah, that's higher than he did the first time around. Yep, it's crazy, man. So, um, I have no idea. Like for the, for Old Town Road, like I mean, I have no idea what the legs on this will be. It's been such a rapid like. Really, eight days ago, we were on this podcast talking about how, oh, there's this billboard controversy, you know, and now he's number one song in the country because that's how in quickly th- that's how quickly things can move right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's only starting. Mean, what's interesting is it's only starting to really get radio play. So yeah. like, again, <clears throat> this is a this is a sort of factor of like, the longer we go without a, a string of major releases, the more likely it is like something like this hangs around. You know, like if the yeah. big hitters start releasing music like later this month, this isn't gonna really, you know, it'll get crowded out. Right. But you know, we keep saying, oh yeah, people are gonna drop. I don't know, man. At this rate, I feel like no one's dropping. <laughs> I don't know. I I still think that I still think we're about to reach a point where everybody's about to come out the gate. I mean, what what are people waiting for? It's April. Uh, still, I, I still kind of feel like Kanye might come out around. You know, I feel like he Coachella. might. He could come out whenever. He can come out whatever. Yeah. Good Friday to release an album on Good Friday, and then you're doing the performance on Easter Sunday. Like that feels too easy. Yeah, <clears throat> um, he's clearly got an album that he's sitting on. He's been trying to build. I saw that article. Was that Enemy or one of those? One of those uh, media outlets said that Sunday service is, you know, the re- the potential redemption of Kanye West. And listen, you know. <clears throat> tell them to, tell them to to come listen to Cloud Radio Speakers. Where we've been talking about that for months now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 the norm. I, I think that people. I think at this point, people who are going to like Kanye and continue to like Kanye are going to continue to like Kanye. And people who have basically taken the last 12 months as reason to cancel him are going to cancel him. I don't know how many of those people he's going to win back. And I don't know to what degree that will ultimately matter outside of like barbershop talk. Like, I don't know. So, um... I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about for this Old Town Road remix. I mean, it, it's amazing how, like, I mean, let me say this. So, like, uh, yes, it's kind of a novelty. I mean, not kind of, I don't know. Is it a novelty song? I'm sort of torn on that. Um, I think so. I, I think so. I think it is a very catchy novelty song. I think that, in a sense, like, and this is, you know, me once again lamenting the um, amateurization of making professional hip hop, right? Which is to say, like they left stuff. He left stuff on the table with that song. Oh God! No, I mean it. I, re- I really mean it. Like the like the hook. I really mean it. The hook is crazy short. Um, it's two minutes long. The song is like they totally could have done like a whole breakdown like at the end with like just bringing the the claps and then have Billy Ray sing the hook. Like <laughs> he's not thinking about like how do I how is this gonna sound when I'm performing this live in front of twenty thousand people? You know what I mean? Like they left stuff on the table, but. That's okay, I guess, right? That's not really this, you know, we're not really in this era of like tightly produced, like really like deeply thought music. It's more like get stuff out there, operate just off the cuff. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's an, I think it's a novelty record. Because it's a novelty record based off of what happens next. So let's look at, because at this point, to me, where I see this going is just, he's too much of an amateur and this is just going to over, like two things going to happen. Either this is going to overwhelm him. Um, he doesn't have any other records ready. Yeah, it, It'll be too much too fast. Because I saw him, how do you feel about this record? And it was just a regular rap right, record. Right, 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 right. Um, he doesn't know what he stumbled into yet. Absolutely. So either he creates a genre where he's collaborating with uh, Hootie, with Darius <laughs> Rucker, and and he just keeps taking 
people in merging those two worlds and like making a subgenre maybe. Um, or this was just him. I need to get put on. This was a fun song to make because it's a fun song to listen to. So I imagine it was fun to make. And he's like, okay, this is a one-time thing, but now I want to be taken serious as an artist. And I really, I've got these records that are really on my heart. And then people are like, yeah, no. No, I don't think it's that. At all. I think one thing, I read this somewhere and I apologize for not having a link to properly credit. Um, somebody pointed out that he's almost in a weird way, uh, sort of um, from the same lineage as Cardi B. And what I mean by that is he became um, sort of a person online. He sort of became well-known on Twitter before his fans decide convinced him to start making music he had mm. a built-in fan base already um so in this era where like it is about yeah it's about the music but it's also like how do you feel about the artist he's got that going for him yeah now i don't think his his online fan base was what cardi b's was before she got started but like i don't know we also sat here and said i don't know sure she did bodak yellow but you know what else does she got so yeah. I think having a built-in fan base online and coming to the fan base first before you decide to make music, which of course is the total opposite way that you and I historically were like raised to think about what it means to be famous and a musician, right? It's totally backwards. Um, but maybe that provides an interesting sort of, uh, uh, I guess buffer is not the word I want to use, but like it gives you something to like fall back on when you don't have a single out at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would think the difference between him and Cardi is that Cardi was a personality um, long before, and Bodak Yellow wasn't her first record, but it was her first hit. Sure, um, she had a she had a uh, uh, I forget I forgot the name of the record. Lick she had Lick. She had another record that she was kind of performing, and then Bodak Yellow just took her left. Versus, so people were already familiar with Cardi. They liked Cardi. So then it just so happened that she made good music and then people, she was all in. She had the total package. People like you and they like what you do. Whereas opposed to Lil, Lil Nas X, he just has this song. I don't know if people necessarily like him or they like this feel good story of this kid trying to make it. He's figuring out, trying to work this record and all of a sudden it just took off. No, no, no. I mean, what I mean is like, so he comes from the Nicki Minaj, Barbie stand fan community. Like he has. Oh, oh, he's an actual he has like this whole, he had this whole like existence online, like before he decided to make music. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's I what I was totally yeah, corrected. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, that's, so I don't think he had, I'm not saying he had as big of a platform as Cardi did because like, you know, Cardi was on Love and Hip Hop and you know, whatever, but um, she was on Love and Hip Hop, right? Was that it? Yeah, she yeah, was on yeah. Love and Hip Hop. Um, so it's not quite the same thing, but there's a little bit there, right? Yeah, Lil Nas X is a weird, interesting guy. Um, but, um, but that, I mean, like the most likely thing, right. Is that of course, like this burns out, um, this becomes sort of a thing where we look back at the, when we do our end of the year and we're like, Hey, remember when? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, you know, whenever you come to Connecticut, you know, we're going to have to find a place that has this on karaoke and you oh know, my God, no, <laughs> who's doing Billy Ray's part? You? Oh, of course. Are you, are you growing a mullet out? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you don't want to commit <laughs> you don't want to commit that that much uh, that, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go from having almost you know no hair to the to the mullet i think the mullet will look good on you man oh here's the one last thing i want to say about this song i meant to say before one thing i appreciate about as dumb as it sounds one thing i appreciate about the approach that billy ray took to this uh-huh is that he approached it 
like he didn't approach it from the okay um billboard was saying this isn't country enough so we're gonna country this up uh-huh no he's like billy ray rapping on it and yeah can and he and, and what he's rapping a sort of rapping whatever you want to call it whatever he's saying on the song it is on the one hand you might look at that and go oh he it's a rap song so he thinks he needs to you know rap about stereotypical st- you know that's stere- um he needs to rap about you know money and stuff like that but that mm-hmm. is a part of like his life you know what i mean like he exactly and i I think he approached it whether purposely or not in a really smart way that almost it is kind of a big dare to the country music industry yeah where it's like he it's he's basically saying if i would have made this song without lil nas x on it you might have thought about it maybe but you would have played it so I think I don't think Billy Ray could have played it any better than he did. Oh my God, this is like the move of all moves for Billy Ray Cyrus right now, and it's really interesting. And I had to ask one of my one of my homegirls, like, okay, so what's the difference between what he did and what Miley was doing or is trying to do again? And she broke it down and was like, "Well, Billy Ray is still like being who he is. Like, he's still <clears throat> a a big white country guy." Um, and he's just going into and he's recognizing what this is and he's just contributing to it. He's not doing what he thinks that the hip hop community or particularly black America would want him to do versus Miley. She's like putting on this hip hop suit and saying, hey, guys, I'm do your guys like rap music. Can I and, sing about Jordans? Yeah. So in that may, and that made total sense. The more I like actually watched it, because I was like, of course, because Miley did what she did. I'm already looking at her dad like. Unless her dad is like, let me show you how to, <laughs> let me properly show you how to leverage a relationship. But yeah, he couldn't have played this any better. And and it, whether he's sincere or not, it definitely feels authentic and sincere. And he's using his platform to say, hey guys, like this is a country record. And it was a country record before I got on it. I'll get on it to make it a country record, but it didn't need me in order to be that. Right. Um, and I appreciate that. But 100%, there will be some tiny, pretty little white girl or some super cowboy, cowboy guy who does a country record that's similar to this and the country community is going to eat it up. I put the house up. Is uh, w- how, how do you think Post Malone feels about this right now? <laughs> that was another angle that I saw that was really stupid where people were like, well, if Lil Nas X isn't country, then Post Malone isn't hip hop. Listen, y'all claim Post Malone from White Iverson through Rockstar. Like, I saw all the Post Malone got joints. I saw all that talk. We're not going to make this a black and white thing and, and throw out the guy who doesn't rapidly rap to, to make your point. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It, it, it's similar to what they're doing with Kodak Black, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. All right. Anything else you want to say about Lil Nas X? Uh, nah. Congratulations. Yeah, man. I mean, congratulations to him for real. We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com.